This is VOA News in Washington. I'm Jeff Custer. The deadly violence surrounding an aid convoy in Gaza City this week has inflamed global calls for an independent investigation into the incident and an immediate ceasefire. Gaza health officials reported more than 100 people were killed after Israeli forces were accused of opening fire on a crowd of Palestinians hoping to get humanitarian aid. Humanitarian aid agencies delivered desperately needed aid to Gaza Friday, a day after the Israeli troops uh, the incident. A, a team from the U.N. agencies delivered medicine, vaccines, and fuel to Shiva Hospital in an effort to keep the medical facility afloat. The Gaza chief of the U.N.'s Office for Coordination of Humanitarian Affairs, or OSHA, Georgios Petropoulos, told the Associated Press more aid is needed in Gaza by any means possible. We need every single crossing into Gaza alternating. We need to get them equipment needed food, uh, and these people need to have not just food and water, the hospitals need equipment, they need specialized services, they need special machines. And just this just in, U.S. officials report Saturday three U.S. military C-130 cargo planes have dropped 66 bundles containing about 30,000, 38,000 meals into Gaza. The airdrop is expected to be the first of many announced by U.S. President Joe Biden Friday. The aid will be coordinated with Jordan, which has also conducted airdrops to deliver food into Gaza. A ship attacked by Yemen's Houthi rebels has sunk in the Red Sea days after taking on water. The Ruby Mar has been drifting after the attack in February. It marks the first ship sunk by, sunk, sunk by the Houthis in their months-long attack on shipping in the vital waterway. Yemen's internationally recognized government as well as regional military officials confirmed that the ship sank on Saturday. Already many cargo ships have turned away from using the route. You'll find more on this story and all the stories we're covering today on our website, voanews.com. This is VOA News. At least two people were killed and eight others injured when a Russian drone crashed into an apartment complex in Ukraine's southern port city of Odessa Saturday. Officials in Odessa said one man was pulled out alive from the rubble of one apartment building. Ukraine President Vladimir Zelensky said in a post on the social media platform Telegram that 18 apartments were destroyed in the building. The attack comes one day after Zelensky and Prime Minister Mark Ruta signed a security agreement that will provide Kyiv with $2.2 billion in military aid this year. At a joint news conference in the eastern city of Kherson, Ruta said the 10-year security agreement represents a big step that Ukraine and the Netherlands are taking together. A step that demonstrates the Netherlands' long-term commitment to Ukraine's security and freedom. Ukraine is now assured of our ongoing support and engagement in the future across the full spectrum of defense cooperation as well as in the areas of reconstruction, sanctions and the fight for truth and justice. The Netherlands has become the latest nation to sign a security commitment with Ukraine following Denmark, France, Germany and Britain. The two largest U.S. retail pharmacy chains, CVS and Walgreens, will start selling an abortion pill, Mifeprostine, at stores in several states this month, drawing praise from President Joe Biden, who's made access to abortion a key election issue. Reuters correspondent Ryan Chang reports. This comes as Republicans have issued restrictive abortion laws in nearly two dozen states since the Supreme Court's overturning of Roe v. Wade in 2022, which ended recognition of a constitutional right to abortion. Walgreens expects to dispense the pills by next week in select locations in New York, Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, California and Illinois. While CVS will file prescriptions for the medication in Massachusetts and Rhode Island in the weeks ahead and expand to additional states on a rolling basis and where it's allowed by law. That's 
uh, Reuters correspondent Ryan Chang reporting. U.S. health officials announced Friday that U.S. residents testing positive for COVID-19 no longer need to stay in isolation for five days. The OA's Tommy McNeil reports. The U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention changed its long-standing guidance on Friday. People can return to work or regular activities if their symptoms are mild and improving, and it's been a day since they've had a fever. COVID-19 is no longer the public health menace it once was, and most people have some degree of immunity from vaccinations or from infections. And some experts note that many people are not following the five-day isolation guidance anyway. Tommy McNeil, VOA News. You'll find expanded coverage of world news and events at voanews.com 24 hours a day. In Washington, I'm Jeff Custer. This is VOA News.